Listening to the What's Up with DJ podcast with your host and personal development coach, David DJ Lloyd Jr. Each week, he brings you current events and trending topics from a spiritual perspective, including career development, finance, holistic living, and life hacks, along with stories that invoke humor and inspiration. So, if you're ready, let's join the conversation. Here's DJ. My guest this week is DTO. DTO is an award-winning music producer that kicked off his career by remixing a song produced by Grammy-nominated producer Stonebridge. DTO followed up with Nameless Energy, a yoga soundtrack recognized by Deepak Chopra. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we have a mutual friend and uh, songstress. <laughs> Indeed, and her yes. Name, name is Christina, and um, and well, Christine, and uh, she was on my show a few months ago, and I called her the female Serrano Bergiac because you know he she was she's this person who's phenomenal, and she basically uh, helps people say their love thoughts. So I thought that was amazing you know yeah lead from the heart (laughs) yeah lead from the heart exactly and she introduced me to you uh christine grant um released um led me to you and now we're having our conversation so how are things in costa rica oh it's so lovely here so beautiful um it's amazing to be here it's a dream come true to live here Mm, and you're there with your wife and kids it's a well, the kids are the iguanas and the roosters and uh, <laughs> the hummingbirds and the butterflies. <laughs> well, later we'll talk about how I've been a school teacher many years. I've taught thousands mm-hmm. of kids and uh, Himalaya is an auntie of many. So we have opted okay. out of being biological parents, but we have a lot of uh, beautiful kids in uh, our yeah. world that we get to be uncles and aunties of. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, same here. You know, I I always say that, I love being adults. I mean, being a father to adults rather than mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. You know? So let's talk about your music career because you know, getting a holler out, you know, uh, you know, a holler from Deepak Chopra is pretty impressive. Yes, and for my music career, that was one of the major highlights that really mm. took me from being a corn-fed kid from Iowa (laughs) into (laughs) a global touring international musician. So it was one of those validations. And, you know, in life, a lot of times we are in our passion projects and doing what we love. And when you get people to really receive the work that you're up to in the world and then share that with others, especially someone that has such a large reach, it really creates an impact. And so, yeah, that's really the beginning of my music career is DTO, which means Dave, the organism. And Mm. that journey was me creating and designing music for yoga. That's really the pathway that I've been on breath work, movement, Mm -hmm. danceable music as well. And, but it all started off when I was a kid learning how to play piano. And Mm. from there just continued and 
momentum, momentum built into these moments that I get to live now. And I just returned from a summer tour, got to play my music for a few yoga festivals in the States. And now I'm home here in Costa Rica, living the dream. Living the dream. I love that. I love that. So you, uh, when you DJ, you look at that get wild guy with the with the with the, they call the cans on their ears, the earphones, <laughs> and he's up there like kind of like waving his hands and you know with the record. Are you that kind of DJ? Or you know, it's interesting because for me, because as a musician, I love to play music live, and it's a mm-hmm. different audience than like a nightclub or mm-hmm. like a big dance party, which we do we'll call them spiritual dance parties because when we're practicing yoga um, and when we're oming, which means everyone does a collective om sound Mm, and they're doing breath work. One of the silly things we do as human beings is we forget to breathe deeply. So yoga, breath work, it's like, ah, yeah, I can breathe. And so the music facilitates a journey for people to really Mm -hmm. get into their bodies, actually to embody who they are and to remember that and then there's times when the music builds and builds and builds and Mm -hmm. then we get to do the party and move our bodies rock out (laughs) and celebrate life that's what we're here to do right yeah well we know we have one ride on this uh wild amusement park called earth so why not Mm -hmm. live your fullest yeah i like that uh analogy amusement park call earth you know i'll call it an earth school you know, it is. And, We're in the um, classroom <laughs> learning every yeah, day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's it's a intense. Uh, I always say it's, it's an intensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and because um, your music it helps people with stress, um, helps people with post yeah post traumatic stress, and like you said, yoga, um, music. Because when I you know when I meditate, I love to listen to music. You know, and I have you know, different kinds of meditation, but mm-hmm. I love meditation with the music along with silence, silence too. But there's a special, there's a special energy that you receive when you're listening to certain kinds of music while you're meditating. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a frequency of sounds that can really resonate with certain parts of your body, even like there's mm-hmm. frequencies that really resonate with your heart, your heart chakra, as they say. And mm-hmm. in India, which a lot of my music is inspired by naturally, because that's where yoga came from, there are seven chakras, which are seven energy centers. And so when you're meditating, a lot of it is to get out of the mind and into your heart. So when you can mm-hmm. have sound vibrations that are inspiring you to feel instead of think, right? All day long, we're mm-hmm. thinking about this. We think about that. We're thinking about the news. We're thinking about our to-do lists thinking about where we are in our lives and it can be very stressful, right? Mm -hmm. It's an intensive, as you said, (laughs) Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. on um, that mental trip sometimes. So really meditation, yoga, it can inspire us to feel. And I feel a lot of us have become numb throughout our lives. We shut things out. We ignore things. We pretend. So what you're saying is when you meditate, when you're in silence, it's beautiful. If you, especially if you're in nature and you can hear birds or you can hear mm-hmm. sounds of nature, it's wonderful. So I integrate a lot of those sounds of nature, sounds of the ocean, sounds of rain. I put it into my music and then I play those mm-hmm. instruments. And then the other blend that I do is I sounds that are coming from India, like the sitar 
or the tabla drums. And then I put electronic music into it. So it's kind of like a big fusion. I put it all into a blender and mix it mm. all up. And that's what I've been creating is music for people's energy to raise the vibrations. And that's why all three of my albums, the trilogy is titled with energy, nameless energy, infinite energy, radiant energy. And it's all through us to, to explore like what it is that we are truly here to do. In India, they call it your dharma, like your purpose, your way of um, contributing to humanity. So mm. I happen to be born into a household where my mom taught me how to play a piano. And that's been my pathway. And I love music. I think everyone out there loves music. I've met a couple people that said they didn't like music, but I don't know. That's <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll be very, very suspicious of someone who does not like music. <laughs> exactly. 99.9% .9 of people love music. And there's a time and place for different styles of music. And if it's right. done well, and if it's done at like a, you know, a way where it's a time of morning, maybe in the very early mornings, I don't want to be listening to really, really crazy loud music. But if mm -hmm. I listen to like flute music or piano music, it can set the tone for my day. It can really actually yeah. have me be focused. So that's one of the parts you talked about, like post-traumatic stress. So I've created music where when I've played for yoga classes or large events where people are practicing yoga, there's been studies that show that when people come together in community and in groups, which is in our nature, mm -hmm. right? For all mammals, if you study nature, like a National Geographic show, we're mm -hmm. here to be together and to connect. And when people mm -hmm. are apart or are alone, maybe they're depressed, they have a traumatic experience. And specifically, um, some of the events I've done is for the military, um, where people mm -hmm. have post-traumatic stress. And there's a pathway that I've invited people into. And the events that I've done, it's really about coming together, uh, connecting, feeling and seeing each other, feeling that presence and that energy you exchange with others. And you feel like, wow, I'm not alone. I'm here with others. And that really supports people to really allow to, that's why the breath work is important is mm -hmm. let go of the stress, let it out. And mm -hmm. so that's really what that um, pathway can be about when it comes to how music can complement someone's healing journey. Yeah. Especially, you know, music can, can be, um, I could, you know, Thinking about what you said about helping veterans um, who who are suffering from post traumatic stress and incorporating that in their rehabilitation is a great idea. I think that's mm -hmm. that's wonderful. You know, a wonderful way of coping with uh, with uh, with stress and with trauma. Yeah. 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 So uh, you are from Cornfield, Iowa. I'm I used to work in the cornfields as a kid. I was just mm -hmm. in Iowa last week visiting my mother, and guess what? There's fields of opportunities, <laughs> lots of corn. So I detasseled mm -hmm. the corn in the summer, and it's all farmland. I have cousins that have you know thousands of acres of, of corn, and yeah, I'm a Hawkeye. I went to the University of Iowa, so those are my roots. And I was born along uh -huh. the Mississippi River in a small town called Muscatine. Muscatine, so, okay. Mm -hmm. It's the only place in the world called Muscatine. And it's from uh, the indigenous tribe there, the Muskies. And so okay. grew up there. We was a Boy Scout, um, had a paper route, um, delivered yeah, on my bicycle. I, I, I was a paper route kid too. Uh, hey, same there here. you go. We're like the <laughs> yeah. last of so the how, last. 
Yeah, because you don't, you, you know, you can get all your news online. So what's the point? I, I rarely see, you know, I think it's been a while since I've seen someone with the newspaper on their door. And I think I, long time, but I think I saw one maybe somewhere ago, been a year or two mm-hmm. ago. I just kind of like, well, oh my God. That's, yeah, it's a digital world, right? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. So how does a guy from Iowa end up in Costa Rica? I know that's the the journey. That's the the twists and turns. And so what's interesting, because it kind of comes back to the corn, which because I worked in the cornfields, there were migrant workers that were working and I started to pick up Spanish a little bit, un poco de español. And mm-hmm. so when I would be hearing more of the language, I really started to hear the rhythm and the different energy behind when people speak Spanish. It's like, it's a romance language, right? So I was like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is fun. And so with that, my senior year in high school, there was an exchange student that was from Mexico, from the Yucatan area. And she studied her senior year. I was a senior. And as life happens, you fall in love. We went to prom together. We had a fun experience. And so from there, that was the first seed of um, excitement of like, wow, I could go to Latin America. I could travel. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. I walked across the stage in Iowa, got my diploma and went right onto an airplane and spent the summer after I graduated high school down in Mexico and went to the pyramids. I saw Uxmal, Chichen Itza, the Mayan pyramids, um, Tulum, mm-hmm. it's way back in the day. And it really inspired me to see all these ancient civilizations um, and well as like understand the culture and learn more of the language. And so that was my first um, experience. And then how life happens, all of a sudden I went back to Iowa and a friend I was meeting shared with me, he's like, oh, my roommate's from Spain. He's like, oh, cool. Let me meet my friend. And so I met a good friend from Spain and then he invited me to go to Spain for the Christmas time and went there for like New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve in Europe is pretty wild, by the way. <laughs> a lot of celebration. And so from there, it was like, oh, cool. I learned, went to Mexico, went to Spain. And at that point, when I went to a community college, I started to learn Spanish. And it's one thing, in, okay. you know, learning things from a book and a textbook. It's a whole other experience mm-hmm. to actually go and have an authentic experiential learning opportunity. So from there, when I went to the University of Iowa, Um, I started to meet a lot of international friends. I had a college roommate from Brazil and essentially I learned about some opportunities to study in other countries. So I was already, Mm -hmm. I I was a music major, I was a film major, and then I became a Spanish major. I did the classic three times, uh, change your major in college. A lot of people do that. And then I went to Venezuela for a whole semester. And then after I went to Venezuela, I escaped the cold of Iowa, by the way. And I was like, oh, I could study this beautiful language in a tropical location. Imagine that. So then I went back to yeah. Iowa, got a little too cold for me. And I was like, oh, how about I go another semester in another country? Chose Costa Rica and fell in love with the people, the language, the culture, the food, the dance, the music, the way of life, the biodiversity, the zip lining, the waterfalls, the whitewater rafting, the beaches, the hot springs you name it, it was just paradise for me, especially from Uh, coming from a small town in Iowa. It's like, wow, there's this whole world to explore. So mm -hmm. that was my first experience in Costa Rica. But as I was sharing the backstory, it kind of built up of going to different countries that are Spanish speaking. And then from there, 
um, we chose to move here a couple of years ago and we've loved it ever since. And I love being here. I love this Central American country. It's our neighbors are Costa Rican. It's very authentic. So I love that. And then of course we can go to tourist destinations and uh, where we're at, we're in a small town called Atenas, Costa Rica. And the claim to fame is it has one of the best climates in the world because we're at an altitude that's perfect as well as where we're at in relation to the equator. So when you're in a tropical paradise, it's kind of hard to go back. So, and I'd love to go back to my class reunions and see my friends in Iowa. I'm very um, rooted in my upbringing. And at the same time, we're in this day and age when there's airplanes, so we can travel anywhere. Yeah, yeah come on down yeah. to Costa Rica. <laughs> I, I have to, it. man. I really want, I've been, I wanted to go there um, a couple of years ago and a, a relative went and she enjoyed herself and she did, she did the zip lines and all that Fun. stuff. And she said that she, you know, I think there's one place in the zip line where you kind of like go into the water since there was cold mm. water that she ever felt it should be warm it's like no it's <laughs> cold. the waterfalls are a little more i call it refreshing <laughs> you want okay, more water that's like the caribbean side or the pacific uh, ocean but yeah no it can be cold but there's also hot springs yeah. in costa rica it's kind of choose your own adventure that's what's lovely so that's great that uh, uh, you had a great time and wonderful vacation yeah yeah i, I definitely trying to get there because the pictures she shared with me I was just blown away by the pictures that she she had, but so I'm trying to get there. There's a lot of places on my bucket list nice. that I'm trying to get to before you know this uh, this before the uh, amusement park closes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You got your bucket list. Well, then you can have a yeah. whole uh, podcast series. What's up with DJ? Costa Rica style. <laughs> you know what? I would love that. I would love that. You know, I definitely, that is the intention. It really is an intention to, yeah. to, to be able to do that. Wonderful. So I, I want to talk about your nonprofit work and, and, um, and, uh, and also how you um, have taught thousands of students and, um, mm -hmm. and people that you, you've taught and have helped me. And has that been with music or has it been the other areas as well? Yeah, all the above, really. Um, you know, in life, you start to connect the dots of, oh, you know, the other metaphor that life's a book, right? Like you have your different mm -hmm. chapters. You're like, okay, did this chapter one, two, three, four. So what I started to recognize is I started to reflect on my life and I realized, oh, wow, I love music. So I go, boom, I got this incredible gift called music. And then when I started to fall in love with Spanish, which you learned about my journey today around going to different countries, studying at the national universities in these gorgeous locations. It's like, wow, I love speaking another language. Me encanta mucho, right? So then yeah. it's like, okay, I have music, I have language. Then when I got into my yoga practice, I was like, oh, wow, I love yoga. It's amazing. Bang, got the other dot on the board of my life, right? And mm. then from there, I love teaching. And that's what I did for many years. I have a master's degree in educational technology. And I taught high school for many years, as well as kindergartners up to eighth grade. And so what I realized is when I started launching my music career, I wanted beyond the music itself to speak for what it is. I also wanted to have some deep rooted intention of being a public servant, which you're innately a public servant as a school teacher. But I wanted to really reach out to different communities to empower communities. And so when I did my album launches, we were always paired up with a nonprofit. 
And at the time I was living in San Diego. So one of those nonprofits is called the Sean O'Shea Foundation. And that is a nonprofit to support inner city kids in San Diego to get access to yoga. So they hire yoga instructors that will go to those schools and they will teach yoga. And it's really powerful because, you know, you can go PE classes and you can move your body, but it's usually like this physical exercise only. Yoga, as you know, because mm -hmm. you meditate, DJ, there's this inward reflection and analysis you can have of who you are, what you're up to, just get in connection with yourself. And so this nonprofit really empowers and impacts kids by bringing yoga. And then another one mm -hmm. that we worked with um, is Connected Warriors, and they work with veterans, and they actually bring yoga to military bases. And that's mm -hmm. a really powerful nonprofit. And I got to play on the flight deck of the USS Midway, as well as the USS oh, wow. um, Intrepid, and do these big events. We had the morning news shows out, and we raised, um, one year we raised a quarter of a million dollars for Connected Warriors, as well as the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is another foundation that supports military uh, men and women to get access to yoga, as well as to travel and support other communities in the world. So for me, it's been really rewarding to be a part of these nonprofits, to know that mm -hmm. when we can raise money and we can support these causes, that it's going beyond and the ripple effects are out there beyond only simply doing a one night only album launch and then you're done. It's like, no, you, you put money into these um, noble causes and it can really live a lot longer and reach mm. people so much so that I've had people that I've met, you know, how life is the more you're on this earth where they're like, Oh, you're DTO. I actually went to that nonprofit event on the USS Midway. I saw you play music and you know, full mm. circle, you start to meet more people. So that's one of the benefits I like of working with those organizations. And then what I did mm. one year is I actually had the ROTC group that was at the high school I taught at go and, um, you know, hold the flags and, and be a part of the, uh, national anthem so it was like my high school students i knew plus the yoga that i love plus the nonprofit work plus me on the piano and playing my music it was just all yeah. combining all of those as i said earlier like all connecting the dots of my life and having it all come together mm -hmm. okay okay yeah and that's the and definitely giving back i was on the when i was in the military I was on the USS Saipan, which is a, a mid-size ship, military ship. And um, if you don't know what you, so you, ever, you ever hear USS people, it means that that's a <laughs> military Navy vessel. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't have that kind of excitement, you know, I wish we would have had, you know, someone come up there and, and I mean, I would have loved yoga, meditation, you know, anything that included music. And um, we didn't have that, but it sounds like it's very exciting to to um, to have that, especially on um, a ship, uh, a military vessel. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it was so, wonderful. Yeah, it yeah. does sound great. You know, because when it's, I love it when we come in on the. I mean, you can't see it, but and I've, I've experienced it. But most of the time, when you're on the ship, it's not the same. But when they come into a port all the you know certain number of the navy and marines have to be in certain uniforms and they sort of like be on it's kind of weird but it's kind of cool too and they're like all on the edge of the boat like you know in formation <laughs> yeah as the the boat come in and uh i didn't have to do it thank god because you have to be in full you have to you know be in full uniform um you know and uh but it's a pretty cool cool, cool event 
you know, when we yeah, see well, that. Appreciate your service. My brother was in the military. My aunt was in the Navy. My brother actually played trumpet in the army band. So he would play mm-hmm. for parades, uh, for presidents. He would also um, play taps for funerals. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very much a musical family I'm a part of, as well as um, serving the military. So, and my manager, yeah. um, he also, for my music career, he was a disabled Marine. So that's how a lot of the nonprofit work also um, was headed up by him to really, you know, make sure that we had that connection. And when I lived in San Diego, which was a 22 years yeah. of my life, yeah. you know, yeah. Camp Marine Pendleton's Corps, right, right there. there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We lived yeah. right near that in Oceanside. So, so mm-hmm. bringing the communities together is what it's about. Yeah, exactly. You know, San Diego and uh, Paris Island where Marines are, are born, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hoorah. So, uh, so you, yeah, hoorah and simplify. Simplify. You have dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, in Costa Rica, you offer retreats. And what kind of retreats do you do you um, do you facilitate? Yeah. So my gift, as I said, is sharing my music, um, mm-hmm. also my own personal yoga practice. And my beloved Himalaya, her lineage, she's from India. So she, yeah, my wife, Himalaya, she does the Ayurvedic practice with Ayurveda is like how you mind, body, spirit, like eat well, have different types of techniques to take care of your body. It's not like a self-care practice, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when we do our retreats, people come and there's a whole curriculum that people experience. And we also have adventure tours in Costa Rica. So when people are here, it's really about learning about the cultures. We even take people on organic coffee tours where it's like a three-generational experience. And they talk about um, how it's part of the family. It's Costa Rican coffee. Right? It's really worldly known. And also we really want to have people come and um, feel connection with each other. And of course, not everyone always has that in-person relationship with community. Some people kind of just stick to their own. They go for their house, to their car, to their car, to the store, to the store, to their car, back to their house. So it's really like having back to basics approaches of clean air, clean food, clean water. We have an incredible chef that makes delicious, nutritious food. And it's really being taken care of and um, really coming together as community. We even call them transformational camps for adults. <laughs> so it's like when you're a kid, if you went to camp, it was a lot of fun. But when you become an adult, you're, you're doing this whole like adulting thing all the time. So it's right. it's really coming to replenish, restore. And what we say is to embody your vision. So our website is embodycostarica.com. And embody okay. um, is actually an acronym, which stands for empowerment movement, breakthroughs, openings, dharma, and yoga. So we have these six pillars that we walk through and we guide each other through. And it's really about like, how are you choosing to have empowerment in your life? And then M for movement, what kind of movement do you want to be a part of? Not only moving your body physically, but what kind of Mm -hmm. bigger movement, like I was sharing some of the nonprofit work, like that's a movement of supporting and um, being a part of those communities. And then, of course, breakdowns and breakthroughs is the B because in life, we're going to get knocked down on our butts. We're going to feel low. We're going to have whatever depression. We're going to feel disconnected. We're going to feel alone. We might feel sick, whatever it is. Like, how do you go from a breakdown to a breakthrough? And a lot of times that's asking Mm -hmm. for support, having community. And then when you have these like aha moments, what are the openings? What are the opportunities? 
And then Dharma is like, what's your passion? What's your purpose in life and how we can support that? And then yoga technically means union. Not everyone knows that. So like, how can you connect with yourself? How can you connect with community? And how can you um, embody who you are in the world? So that's what we're offering at Costa Rica. Um, and it's so nice. It's so beautiful. The people that come, the last retreat we did, it was such an extraordinary experience, like lifelong friends, like soul family. Like, wow. So, you could, so how long was the retreat? These are 10-day experiences. 10 day experiences. And it's one okay. of those all-inclusive where people fly in and we pick them up at the airport. We bring them here on our land. Um, earlier, I showed you a picture of our land. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. We have um, an acre of land and um, we have this beautiful 2,000 square foot yoga deck. Um, and every day we see beautiful birds and butterflies. And even today, there's a toucan bird that just landed in a tree. And yeah, mm -hmm. just being in nature, just really being in connection. And as you know, it's it's really wonderful when you can find a community of people that you feel connected with. Yes, yes, that's definitely community is very, very important. And especially when you're around like-minded individuals who, you know, you all sort of get it, you know, you understand like, okay, this is why we're here. Let's just start. Let's do it, you know. And I, yeah. I definitely, and that's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, you know, and what sometimes it's difficult always to sort of find your tribe and you may not find your tribe in Iowa. You may not find True. it here yeah. in the United States. You may find it in a whole other country, you know, but I think it's amazing that, you know, wherever your tribe is, you know, sometimes people go through life, unfortunately, they never find their tribe, but yeah. it seems like you sort of figured it out. Um, you know, I know you say you, it visits several other countries like Mexico and so forth before you ended up in Costa Rica. But it sounds like something happened and that, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I belong. You know, so mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? How do you feel about um, that journey of landing on Costa Rica, knowing that this is my tribe? And for those advice to others who may be looking for their tribe, maybe in with the vicinity of where they are or they may feel that tribe is out there somewhere. How do you, how do you, how does someone find their tribe? Their it's a great question. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Find your tribe. You've heard that before. Your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> so I would say that like your vibe, your vibration of who you are, your, are you having life enhancing thoughts and life enhancing feelings? Um, and when you're having those life destructive feelings and thoughts, like how are you doing your best to, you know, shake those out or um, recognize like we have this shadow work that we do in our life. Like what is it that our, how can we raise our vibrations? And so I always feel like it starts with our cells as an individual, because if you're always like world, why me? Why am I alone? And it's like, well, what kind of work and what kind of ways are you upgrading or learning uh, these tools? As I, you were sharing like meditation, it could be listening to really great music. It'd be going on a walk. It could be taking care of your body, self-care. It could also be um, just simply thinking and feeling like who it is that I am and what is my ideal dream life to envision that, to keep that mm. alive. And a lot of it too, I feel is simply being in nature, feeling connection to nature. I always feel like the answers are always there. Every time mm, yeah. I go on a hike or a walk or if I'm in a waterfall in Costa Rica, <laughs> I'm always like, mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel so invigorated. <laughs> I'm like, this is why I'm here. Like we, 
We were born in these bodies to feel and to be alive and to rejoice and celebrate. And so mm -hmm. for me, when you're taking care of yourself and when you're um, really in that pathway, another thing for me, obviously, as a musician, I'm always going to encourage creativity. So mm -hmm. when you are in a creative state, if you want to create music, you want to paint, if you want to um, write a poem, if you want to write a book, you want to do something, even just martial arts or free flow, qigong, tai chi, like doing something that feels self-expressed and creative, doing mm -hmm. a podcast where you're talking to cool people, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, so exactly. All of that can really allow you to feel good about where you are. And mm -hmm. when you are putting that energy out there, for yourself and for others, normally what happens is you magnetize people that when you meet, even if you meet them on an airplane or if you meet them at a cafe somewhere, you'd be like, oh, wow, you're into that too. You love that? Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Then there's these connections that start to spark and start to take place. And so that's one of the um, benefits that I've personally had. Now, for me, I'm really interconnected to the global yoga community. So let's say if anyone out there that's listening has always been curious about yoga. Once you start the pathway of practicing yoga, even if it's for strength, balance, and flexibility, that's not only physical. A lot of people, when you hear strength, balance, and flexibility, you think, oh, your body. It could also be mm -hmm. like your mental strength, balance, and flexibility, right? Your emotional mm -hmm. strength and flexibility and how you're like able to go through those storms in our life where there's emotions are like passing clouds, you know, they're temporary. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways that I feel that we can feel connected to who we are and eventually trusting too that, hey, there's more people like me that have these thought patterns, these ideas that really want to connect on this energetic level that's deeper than just like, hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm okay. All right. Bye. Fine. Later. And it's like, it's just surface conversation. It's just like, right. And so how do you go deeper? How do you talk about your fears? How do you talk about your desires, your dreams? And so that's what I um, recommend for people to do is when you start to authentically share and be real with yourself, honest mm -hmm. communication, you have this ability to just like crack open a portal where people can be like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, that was a deep question. Thanks. You know? Yeah. So yeah. you can really create those opportunities. And just like anything, just be out there in the world, like courageously mm -hmm. leave your front door. It's hard yeah, for yeah. certain people. Of course, mm -hmm. you can meet people online. Of course, people can watch this podcast and meet us for the first time. People that know who I am or meeting who you are, DJ, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that's always great to just be in action in your life. And mm -hmm. generally speaking, just find something that you're passionate about. Like for me, because I'm passionate about music and yoga, guess what I do? I have, if I go through my contacts on my phone right now, guess all the mm -hmm. people I have, yoga teachers, musicians, mm -hmm. producers, mm -hmm. event organizers. Um, all of those people just are part of my life because I love that self-expression of who I am. So yeah. I attract that yeah. in my life. Yeah. So one thing that you said, I think is the the key is that, you know, following your passion is so important because I think, you know, what it sounds like you, you've done um, for the most part is follow your passion and following your passion always, and, I, and how another uh, guest that was on the show said it to me, he said that you find your trap through honoring your truth, right? Mm, yeah. And so truth equals tribe. And, you know, when I take that to mean your passion equals, you know, it brings you to your, you know, passion, your truth, all that's the same thing to me. And, 
that's what you've done. You you own it your truth. You know what your passion is. You follow through on that, and it's led you to your your tribe, and it's also led you to your destination as well. And it's it's awesome to see. Mm -hmm. And you know this too, like when you're thinking about human consciousness and what our potential is, and when you're really like opening up your mind to what's possible, then you open up those conversations with other people. We're like, oh wow, mm -hmm. you think about those things too, because a lot of times people are having these thoughts in their mind and their dream state. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm the only person ever that's thought this. And it's like, no, <laughs> we're all no. interconnected here. Right. We've all had different thoughts and belief systems. And so if we are courageous enough to be self-expressed and just to speak up, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people have lost their voice, right? And that's kind of what your guest mm -hmm. was saying, like your truth. If, if, if you don't speak your truth, if you don't own your truth, if you don't embody mm -hmm. your truth, then you're mm -hmm. hiding out. No one will ever know who you are. Um, yeah. And maybe you will never discover who you are. And that's one of the yeah. biggest regrets people have on their deathbed is that they lived for what other people wanted them to do. They never really followed their bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's definitely true. And Joshua Berglund, he's the one who was on the guest on the show. And he's definitely through a lot of trial and error. <laughs> He'll tell you that. He's yeah. supposed to tell you that. That you know, he 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 once he began to honor his truth, regardless of how ugly and scary. And had you mentioned earlier about you know your shadow self, you know, mm -hmm. you know about looking at that and even honoring that because what shadow work is, it's honoring the parts of yourself that you may not like to look at and do not want others to look at. Honoring that even and walking through that particular thing. So I think that's, um, that's pretty powerful. I think it's very powerful stuff mm -hmm. that you've done. So, and the stuff that you've done is not easy. I mean, we'll see him talking about it very lightheartedly, but that's, that's not an easy walk. You know, that's a difficult walk. It can be kind of scary at times. Yeah. And for people that are listening, there are bouts of loneliness and sadness mm -hmm. and crying and like working through all of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. a lot of it always relates back to our parents and how we were brought up. And, yeah. you know, it's not necessarily blaming anyone. It's more like, mm -hmm. how can you empower yourself? And how do you go from like a victim mentality to an empowerment responsibility? Because now at every breath, every moment, we get to have 100% responsibility 100% of the time for our lives. We get mm -hmm. to choose that. And if you're every day waking up feeling like, you know, things are happening to me opposed mm. to, wow, life is happening for me. You know, it's oh, just like yeah. a little, you can tell I'm a world language teacher, right? <laughs> so it's like yeah, changing the wording a little bit where then it mm. kind of sharpens the sword of your mm. mental capacity to have that fortitude to keep moving forward no matter what and be committed to something greater than yourself. And then when you're mm. connecting with community that is out there, that is also up to that level of greatness then you have that synergy and that's when it's like wow i'm sure you meet other podcasters like oh you do a podcast i do a podcast oh what's your podcast about cool you know like there's this mm -hmm. hey we get each other we know each other yeah same thing yeah when you meet i meet other musicians or you meet other people that have served in the military there's this mm -hmm. common experience that's relatable and that's the key word of what relationship means it's relatability mm -hmm. you can relate yeah. energy and uh, information and experiences back and forth it's like, I see yeah. you, I get you. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I'm in a place now where even if I don't get you, you know, I, I, 
you know, I think in the time that we live in now, people rather argue about the things that we, the very few things that we don't agree on instead of the majority of the things that we do agree on. Mm -hmm. You know, we have more things in common than we do not. But we focus on, you know, those few things that we don't agree on, you know, and that's so sad, you know, because I'm like, there's more stuff to talk about. People, there's more stuff to talk about that are that totally. are um, like you said, relatable. And it's about relationships because we are social beings. So you talked about how you help people in groups. Now, also you help people you have one-on-one mentoring and um, programs as well. And so, how do you help people one-on-one? Yeah. So one of the most powerful ways for me, where I got to really get my music out there in the world um, and really share that gift was a mentor, really dear friend of mine, JQ, that's his name. He came to me about 15 years ago and said, Hey, I want to teach you how to produce music. He's like, you're already a musician. You know, the music theory, you know how to play. And I want to show you the world of electronic music production, where then you can engineer, create, design your own albums, your own music, do remixes, whatever you want to do. So he saw that potential in me and he spent a summer training me, showing me, coaching me on how I can follow this passion of mine, follow my truth to share my music with the world. It's like, I think people that are musically inclined, like everyone has a song in their soul, song in their heart that even if you're just humming it in the shower in your car, like how do you get Mm -hmm. that idea to become an actual song where people can stream it and listen to it and enjoy it? Who knows, it could be a licensed song for a movie soundtrack. So there's so many mm-hmm. ways where um, that mentor inspired me to realize that's the spark I needed and that's that encouragement. And it's really about that. It's like when you went through boot camp, right? Like mm-hmm. the way you were able to get through it was you had a drill sergeant commander like they're guiding you, putting you through it, even though it could have been tough and hard. And I know it was. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. how do you yeah. get past that? How do you go? It's like the they talk about running a marathon, you have that, that, the wall that people hit. It's like, how do you get past mm-hmm. that wall? And so a lot of people yeah. will have the ideas of, hey, I want to create and produce music, but they'll never courageously know that, hey, you can't do it alone. You can't only do it by reading a book. I mean, not many people mm-hmm. even deal with an instructional manual, you know, because there's so many other parts of it. There's actually like, what's your vision? What do you feel? Um, how an impact can actually be made if you're designing music aligned with who you are. So that's what I've been creating is these music mentorship programs where people that want to get their music out in the world, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Apple Music, doesn't matter which platform, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, there's so many platforms. Like if you want to get your music out there, then that's what I offer is that one-on-one experience. And we have uh, sessions. And normally I work with people Uh, for a whole year. So then they have plenty of time to launch multiple songs and to really make sure that they understand how they can be empowered of how to design and create their own music. So that's really what I love to do as far as my one-on-one mentorship is to work with people directly on how to, you know, have their dreams of their musical expressions come to life. Okay. And you work with them, uh, you know, one-on-one in person or you can do it through, you know, like Zoom yeah. or? Yeah, it's okay. all on Zoom. It's um, okay. one of the cool parts of how we can work remotely. We, I can share the screen and 
and they'll go through the programs and the software and I'll train them, I'll show them. And then of course we work um, with calls and we also, if we happen to be in the same place, we can work in person. But yeah, most of my online programs are able to keep people motivated, empowered, and to get the results. I have plenty of students that have their music out there streaming. And a lot of people will give big shout outs to me for my skill sets mm -hmm. to support them. And it happens to be, I'm not only a musician, but I happen to be a teacher. So as you know, it's one thing to do something. It's another thing to teach it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I um, always say is you don't really know that you know something until you can teach somebody else that very thing. That's mm -hmm. the, the recognition that I have mastered this when I can teach others um, a certain thing. You know, you may think, you know, but when you start teaching someone else, you go, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I can get better at this, you know, definitely, yeah, step by step. And, you know, because I started from nothing as far as my abilities to create and produce music on these electronic software programs, mm -hmm. I can take people there too. Same thing when I was a school teacher, because I was born and raised speaking English and then I became fluent in Spanish. Then I can understand the journey of what it would take to go from not knowing a particular skill set or language and then how to become proficient in that. And as you said, when you're teaching someone, it really allows you to analyze like, oh, okay, you got to do this, this, this. Okay. And there's different learning modalities. There's a lot more complexities to that. Certain people are visual learners, tactile learners. Yeah. So you really want to make sure, and that's the power of one-on-one -on -one instruction opposed to me teaching a class of 10, 20, 30 people is mm -hmm. I can cater individually to who that individual is and what it really would um, allow for them to have these breakthroughs because yeah. of their learning styles. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So before we go, is there anything that you want to mention that we haven't talked about already? Well, for me, I feel like to share creativity, to share your passions and to share who you are in the world really matters more than ever. And to authentically allow for that heartfelt, that soul-driven purpose of who you are to mm -hmm. have that be a part of your daily expression, to speak that out, to write that out, to journal it out, to breathe it out, to dance it out, yeah. to scream it out, whatever you have to mm -hmm. do. That's one of my biggest messages for everyone out there is to truly authentically go for it, whatever that is. Yeah. Don't hold back. Don't say, someday I'll do this one thing. I jokingly, mm -hmm. DJ, call it the someday syndrome. The you know, someday this, syndrome. Yeah, we have this syndrome sometimes where like, oh, yeah, I'll do this one thing. It's I, like, I, I like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start using that one. The someday. <laughs> I know a few people with the someday syndrome. So right? I, I'm going to use that one. Yes. <laughs> I was a drummer in a band and I'd be like, hey, guys, come on. Let's talk mm -hmm. more rock. Let's do this. Click, click, mm -hmm. click. No, no, no. And we get into the song. But like, you know, it's really about like not believing and you know i'm proof in the pudding here because guess what i kind of like hacked the system in the past the old story was oh someday when you're in your 60s or 70s you can retire in some place that's beautiful and it's paradise you'll enjoy your retirement and mm -hmm. my wife and i himalaya and i were like uh we're in our 40s we're like let's live in paradise 
now now right <laughs> right now <laughs> not like someday not like put on a calendar for 2040 or whatever like and now so that's what's beautiful about i feel in the history of time and humanity of course we're in this bizarre time where we're watching human history like rapidly take place in front of us and the technology supports us you know you're in virginia i'm in costa rica we can mm -hmm. still work remotely we can still be connected i have a weekly family zoom call so there's so many ways you can rearrange your life um i even have a lot of friends that have children they'll be like oh i can never move to this place i love because i gotta wait until this this is i always tell people mm -hmm. especially when the context is costa rica i'm like well, you could have your kids learn about the rainforest in a textbook, or you could just bring them to the rainforest, you know, right? And you can like have them learn another language, another culture, and be that more of a global citizen. So that's one of the benefits. I've seen a lot of friends that have kids that will move here because they want to have a richer experience with their children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's um, a lot of us that have been procrastinators. I'm included in that yeah. list yeah. and so it's we like are. how do i get out of those old patterns and stories where i'm like oh i need everything to be quote unquote perfect and then i'll do this thing in the future someday so that's my um last message i'll share with everyone is to do it now no matter what go for it um, if you need support you need mentorship then um, reach out to someone that you love and someone you admire and of course if you're looking to design your own music if you want to come to costa rica to a retreat um, I even mm -hmm. have an, uh, an ability sometimes intuitively, like you do DJ, when you're speaking to people, you're just like, because we have the benefit of objectivity besides subjectivity, it's like, oh, I feel like this could really benefit you. Right. So when you talk that out and share what you're going through, what's your processing in your life, I feel like community and connections and other people can really show up for you in powerful ways that could be completely unexpected. And we all have these blind spots. Right. We don't, yeah, we can't even, you know, it's not like we're owls and we can turn our head the whole way. We mm -hmm. have like visual blind spots, like when we're in a car mm -hmm. or in life. And then in our lives, we have these blind spots where we're not always putting, you know, two and two together. So that's my, my way that I've no. learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. You're exactly right. I, I am, I'm always appreciative when someone says a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And you don't, as you get older, the less people are willing to tell you some truths about your personality, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe be helpful to you. And that's why I always say good coaching is always, um, uh, you know, I always say to people all the time is a, a good coach has the phone number and can call a great coach, you know, mm -hmm. for Absolutely. advice. And, um, and so you, you gotta, you gotta have that. You gotta have somebody in your life to, to say a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Yeah. And be coachable, so, right? Like, and be coachable. Because, that's a big you know, part of it. If you're like shut off, you're closed down. You're like, I've learned everything I've ever needed to learn. It's like, really? Did you see those, yeah, if you, <laughs> <laughs> like you see those photos from that James Webb telescope of the universe and like, that's pretty immense out there. We're in the cosmic you know yeah we're pretty <laughs> enormity pretty of life like we're these like small little organisms on this tiny little planet in this tiny little solar system you know everything okay good for you so right. if you if you yeah, have that block exactly. then you're never gonna go beyond that i mean think of like when you and i were kids compared to how life is now as mm -hmm. i said earlier like me being in the cornfields of iowa now living in costa rica however i got here i went through it but i feel like i got there because at all times, what they say in India is you can be the student 
as well as the teacher within. So you know, like, mm. you're not always like the commander needing to tell everyone. You can also be the student, like learning and receiving that information. Yeah, yeah, and that's it is as always. You know, is whenever you're, you know, and I always say, like you said earlier about, you know, the day you you know it all, the day that you cease you cease to be. You know, the day you yeah. you, you know it all. You know, so so uh, to me, the way to for longevity is to always have questions and always seeking answers to those questions, you know? Yeah. And when you look out there at the universe and, and see how immense that it is, um, I think that reason that, cause you know, we, we, by nature, we could be in a place where we can't even see past the moon, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it could be just the way, you know, naturally, na how nature has created us so we can actually see yeah. um, that, you know, there's this immense, um universe out there and we still don't see but probably less than five percent of even that you know exactly which is which is uh kind of uh you know sad in a, in a way you know but it would probably be too overwhelming for us if we saw it all you know yeah and um but it's just still a little bit that we can see you get to see how how insignificant and significant we are at the same time yeah and as you know all this is like a blink of an eye our, yeah. our lives it goes really yeah. fast and so that's why yeah. the message of going for it and aligning with people that listen and respect and honor who you are that can move mountains because if you're mm -hmm. feeling shut out if you're feeling like no one understands you well Sometimes you have to drop people off at the bus stop of life and and mm -hmm. temporarily be on another path, another journey. And that's yeah. why I I feel like traveling for me personally has been a really big eye-opener to see different places, see different worlds. Um, it's like same planet, different world. It's one of my favorite expressions. <laughs> exactly. Same planet, different world. I love that. I love that too. Yeah. And then you're saying about friends, you know, I mean, uh, as you as you as I like what Oprah says about you know as you begin to go on the you know climb the ride of your life you know some friends lose out altitude they they lose you know their ability mm -hmm. to 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 breathe as you climb and um and you know and that's okay you know I don't have to be upset totally. with you because you know things are are you know you're we've uh reached a place where we sort of have to go our separate ways for even sometimes you know your path across again so Definitely. um so I welcome that I'm like love you while you're in front of me I love you when you're away from me yes you know and and that's it you know yeah and so so it's been a great, great conversation. I'm going to bring this to a close because I don't want this to run too long. Yeah, thanks, but, DJ. Uh, enjoy the conversation. I definitely plan to take a trip to Costa Rica. I, I, I would love to come to one of your retreats. Yes. Um. So I know someone in Costa Rica where I can I can go and know I'm going to get some, some spiritual food. Exactly. Yes, the tropical style. Yeah. Your tropical style. Yes. Okay. Well, cool. I'm going to put. I want to write the another another thing on my bucket list now. But at least I can say Costa Rica. And I can say I have a destination about where I want to go in Costa Rica now. Absolutely. Know? So that's really cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. And my music's available at dtomusic.com. So anyone out there wants to learn more about uh, my mentorship programs, licensing my music, adding me to their playlists, 
um, that's the best way to support me is go to dtomusic.com and that's all my socials as well. And then as you're saying for our retreats, that's embodycostarica.com and grateful to be here. Grateful for this awesome podcast. Um, high vibrations really feel we had a wonderful conversation and I trust that it's going to uplift other people's lives and maybe have a few aha moments where they're like, Oh yeah. That's something. Yeah. I haven't thought of or felt before, but now I'm going to pursue that in my life. So that's, we're opening up portals. Yes, we are. We are. And I'll leave those links down in the show description on how to uh, uh, find DTO and how to reach and learn more about DTO. Thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you. you. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, DJ.